Hey guys, how are you? Welcome into a Saturday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralta here on bettingpros.com. Always being brought to you by BetMGM. And we are here after a round of golf that I kind of want to forget about. I'll give you the golf update here in a second. I am really committed here on a Saturday. We've been really hot, okay? We've had a bunch of winning days. We bounced back after that one in four day. We have gone 8 0 and 2 over our last 10 bets. So look, we're riding, you know, close to what you'd call a heater right now. And just to kind of run through again, uh, let's see here for the bets and where we're at. We went 2 and 2, but we had a winning day, went 5 and 0, and went 3 0 in two. So the last three days, we are 10, two and two. Okay. Last two days, we are eight, oh, and two. Last night, a couple of pushes. Kyle Kuzma, you jerk. You got a push for the five. I know a lot of you guys didn't get in on the five. If you listen to the podcast overnight, you got five. If you listen to the morning, you got six, seven, eight and a half. That number closed at just so much steam and really, just one of those games, right? I mean, all the all the Trailblazers are trying to do is win. They don't care about covering, but seven-point lead, 11 seconds to go. You knew what was coming. I thought a three might go down. I got kind of lucky there. And then Kyle Kuzma picks up the trash, lays it in, and we get screwed. So uh, with a push, at least, at least I do. But So that kind of stunk. But the official play was five. And the number, there was just so much public money that came in on that game. It really concerned me, but gets to be a five. The opening number was five. And so we get a push on that. Uh, we wound up getting a push on the Capitals Flyers, a 4-2 win for the Flyers in that game. And then we got the White Sox run line at plus 105. Both player props come in. Uh, we're now, we hit the last four. So 4-0 four after that 0-4 run, we bounce back with four straight. So that's nice to kind of recover after the first ever 0-4 on the player props. Uh, and we're up somewhere, I don't know, four units over the last three days, somewhere in that range, right? If I'm doing my math correctly, something in that, something along those lines uh maybe a little bit short of that maybe three and a half something around those lines uh for unit so pretty good player props by the way in the nba improved to 52 and 35 52 and 35 basically up three units on that that's about a 60 59 60 percent mark for that so still very very good there got a winning bet on the run line for uh for the white Sox. so that's nice we wound up getting a little bit of a of a help there to kind of improve our baseball scores okay so not bad all right let's talk about golf uh i did not sandbag okay we went and played with dave one of the owners from fantasy pros at a gorgeous golf course here in las vegas and I played the worst round of my of golf that I've played in probably 10 years. I hit a house. I hit a house. I don't normally do that. I don't normally hit houses. <laughs> we were playing for the whites. And that's not an excuse. It's just I normally play from the tips. And I'm not saying that like, ooh, that's just because of how far I hit a golf ball. It is oftentimes difficult for me to play, you know, 65 or 6,000 yard golf courses. I prefer longer golf courses because I prefer, like most people do, you prefer to hit like 100 yard shots in the greens, right? But there were some really tough, the par threes ate me alive. I think I triple bogeyed three of the par threes. I shot a 98, guys. That That's not me sandbagging. I shot a 98. I... Get all, I was talking yesterday about how I normally shoot like I'm a 15 handicap right now. I shoot like an 85. And yeah, 
and Dave shot an 89. He beat me five to four on match play. He beat me 89 to 98 stroke play. And I now owe him lunch because I was horrible. I was mad at myself. I, again, this was not me sandbagging by any means. You know, I just came out and I was bad and I can't even make the excuse of like, well, I didn't warm up on the range. Like I normally do. I don't normally warm up on the range. Like I I normally go and take a couple of hacks and then go like, I would prefer to hit a couple of golf balls on the, on the range, but I don't need to. I play with my father-in-law all the time and I don't do that. He doesn't like to warm up all that much. He likes to go play. So we just roll on out there and play. And boy, I was hitting an unbelievable hook, which I never do. And I couldn't hit my short iron to save my life. So it was it was bad. It was an embarrassing. Dave was a good sport and kind of carried me along. Don't worry about it. It was really bad. So not great, but we will play again. And I will update you if we ever go play again. I will update you on how I do. And hopefully I perform better, but really fun golf course. And now I know more about that golf course. So looking forward to uh, getting after that one coming up here for uh, for us, for me here with the golf course. All right. So here's where I'm going today. I've got boxing. I've got UFC and I've got hockey and the player props will happen on the Discord channel, bettingpros.com slash chat to get into the Discord channel, okay? Those things will all happen. I am, I mean, there are so many bets I'm going to give you guys here today. It's a little bit overwhelming, and I kind of looked down at my at my book, and I was like, or my, my bets, and I was like, uh, okay, this is getting a little bit ridiculous. Because I am... I've been doing well. I am. I'm going to blow the record today. Okay. I'm telling you right now, I am not looking for a perfect record. I'm looking for value plays here in, in mixed martial arts and value plays in boxing. All right. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not interested in the record. I'm interested in the money at the end of the day. Just to be clear, we might wind up with like a three and five record, but we may wind up if we hit the right bets, we may wind up up significantly. All right. So just bear with me as I walk us through here. You can fade or follow this, these bets, but this is how I'm approaching the Canelo Billy Joe Saunders fight. Here's how I'm approaching UFC Vegas 26, I believe it is, and how I'm going to play the hockey full slate of NHL hockey games, not touching baseball today. And then we'll get to the player props in the NBA. I may add an NBA game or two. I don't know, but I am really focused on combat sports coming up here for tonight. Okay, let's start with Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders is a boxer who has not fought a lot. And because of that reason, folks don't know a lot about him. He has a great record. He hasn't lost in forever. He's a southpaw. He's very technically sound. He's not the most powerful of punchers, okay? But he's a very difficult Rubik's Cube to figure out for anybody who goes up against him. And for Canelo Alvarez, he's going to have to figure him out. That's why they were being kind of ridiculous about the ring size. They wanted the larger ring and it was in, you know, whatever we call it, being, you know, trying to get into Canelo's head, whatever it might be. But it had a lot to do with the fact that they truly believe they are live to win this fight. The only way they win this fight is by this fight going the distance. And when I tell you that Billy Joe Saunders cannot win a fight on the cards in Dallas, Texas with 60,000 fans in attendance. I'm telling you, they cannot, he cannot win a decision. Triple G could not win two decisions here in Las Vegas for the very same reason. 
Canelo is the A-side. Canelo is the guy with the Hennessy commercial and the guy with the Hennessy billboard and the guy with the Hennessy bus, okay? Canelo is the guy who's filling up stadiums at 60,000 and who United States sports fans know very little about and are not all that interested in in him until he fights, right? With Floyd Mayweather, the money persona, he was he was 30 years old like Canelo is now and he realized he had to be more He had to have a bigger personality. He had to be out there. So what is Canelo doing now? Canelo now is speaking in English. Canelo is doing interviews in in English. Canelo is now trying to fight in different parts of the country. But Canelo on Cinco de Mayo, he doesn't lose. All right? He doesn't lose. This is just what people do. I compare this to bull trips. If you guys live in the Midwest and you're from Nebraska, Iowa, whatever, you you know this. People save up all year long to go to the bull trip on vacation in January. They get the hell out of the Midwest because it's cold and nasty and they don't care where the bowl game is. Just send me to Florida, send me to Texas, send me to Arizona and everything is peachy keen. They don't care about the win. It's the same thing with Canelo. People on Cinco de Mayo in Mexico save up knowing they're coming to America to watch Canelo win a fight. Okay, that's what they do. That is the business. That is the game. And for Billy Joe Saunders, the only way, just like Triple G, the only way you win is to knock Canelo out. And I don't think Billy Joe Saunders can knock Canelo out. I will give the guy credit for this. Billy Joe Saunders got in Canelo's head. The line that he gave to him about you like that Mexican beef at the first standoff, the first face-off was brilliant. No one's done that. No one's trash talked to Canelo to his face. They've done it outside or in interviews like Triple G has done, accusing him of being a steroid cheat. But no one has said you like that Mexican beef to his face. I love that. I am. I want Billy Joe Saunders to win this fight. Okay, it would be incredible to have him. Now he's got his own, you know, PED problem too. So it's not like he's clean here. But the fact that Canelo, who said he had, you know, he had a, something in his system due to tainted Mexican beef—that's where that line comes from—is simply it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. It's wonderful. All right. But I have got three bets going here on this fight. Okay. First. I'm betting one full unit on this fight. Three bets, though, but one full unit. Why? Crowd. I'm comfortable committing a full unit to this fight, okay? The half unit bet that I'm going to place is Canelo by decision for a half a unit at plus 150, okay? As I just said, Canelo on the cards. If it goes the distance, Canelo is winning. Probably 7-5, maybe potentially 8-4, but he's winning, Billy Joe Saunders, that's why he tried to get a British judge on the panel, and he was shot down quickly, okay? This thing goes to the cards, Canelo's winning. Simple as that, okay? Canelo plus 150 by decision. Bet two, quarter unit. Canelo to knock out Billy Joe Saunders. FanDuel has got this, rounds seven, eight, nine. Check your book, Okay. One thing about Canelo is that it's going to take a couple of rounds to figure out Billy Joe Saunders. As I said, he's tricky. Southpaw moves. Great footwork. Great technically sound boxer. But if you go back and look at Canelo Alvarez's fights, okay, the real tough ones, the ones against Daniel Jacobs, the ones against Triple G, these have gone to decision, you know, even against Chavez Jr., decision, okay? The knockouts have come against Rocky Fielding and Sergio Kovalev, but Calvin Smith, that game, that that fight went to a decision, okay? 
anybody who is game, any boxer who actually has some talent can take Canelo the distance. And Billy Joe Saunders can take Canelo the distance. The one difference is what I've talked about before. Canelo is now angry. And Canelo's camp is is calling for a knockout. I think Canelo goes for a knockout, and I think the most likely of the of the rounds is seven, eight, nine. All right. So again, I may lose this, but this is to cover the if it doesn't go to a decision and Canelo wins by knockout. I think the most likely rounds it happens in are seven, eight, nine. I don't think it happens early. I think it takes some time for Canelo to get into the fight and for him to get used to what Saunders is going to do. Fanduel's got it at plus. 440. Okay. Throwing a quarter unit at that plus 440 Canelo by knockout. All right. And then in case I'm wrong on that, the over 10 and a half rounds is minus 140. Okay. Over 10 and a half rounds. I think there's a really good chance this fight winds up and we could double dip here if it goes over into the decision for Canelo. But I'm looking at this fight going deep. I would be very surprised if this fight doesn't go deep and this fight doesn't have uh, a lot of action. And look, I, I think if you're trying to figure out when this fight ends, I think there's a really good chance this fight goes all the way. But over 10 and a half is where I'm going here for this over 10 and a half rounds at minus 140 for this fight coming up for Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo Alvarez. We're going minus 140 for a quarter unit. All right. So three bets on the Canelo fight against Billy Joe Saunders. Canelo by decision, half a unit at plus 150. Canelo by knockout round 789 plus 440. FanDuel's got that bet and we're going a quarter unit on over 10 and a half rounds at minus 140 for this fight coming up between Saul Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. Okay. Three bets there. Let's talk about UFC fight night here in Vegas. And when I tell you I pined over this, I went over and over and over this fight card. Amanda Ebus and Angela Hill. I am struggling. Okay. I'm fighting the the urge because I do believe that Amanda Ebus is going to win this fight. I get Angela Hill is a gamer. But if you look at the wins for Amanda Ebus, she beat Emily Whitmire rear uh, with a rear naked choke. Decision against Mackenzie Dern. Decision against Random Marcos. Saw arm bar against Paige Van Zandt. But throw that fight out because that was just a gift. Amanda Ibas turns around and she she beats uh, sorry she loses to Mariana Rodriguez who is in the main event of this of this card coming up here tonight. Amanda Ibas is the potential superstar for the UFC. All right, she is a fighter that is going to go for a submission. Ibas is ten and two. Angela Hill is thirteen and nine. This fight is happening, and when you look at the the overall technique. The defense, the takedown defense for Angela Hill is not that good. Okay. It's 76% takedown defense. Amanda Ebus is going to go for a submission. Her takedown defense is tremendous. Her takedown accuracy is 58%. She averages over 2.3 takedowns per round. If she wins this fight, she's winning this fight by submission. She's not going to stand and bang with Angela Hill. Okay. It's it's just not, not a not a winning strategy for her to do that. The company wants Amanda Ebus to win this fight. Angela Hill is 36 years old. I don't know how much longer she's going to be fighting in the UFC. She's a brawler. If Amanda Ebus gets clipped like she did in her last fight against Mariana Rodriguez, she's losing this fight. 
But if this thing goes to the ground, I think Angela Hill's in, in trouble. So again, I'm looking for value. And Amanda Ebus by submission is plus 380. Okay? She's the favorite in this fight. The, she's a two-to-one favorite in this fight. But by submission is really how she's, she's not going to stand and knock out Angela Hill. That's not happening. Okay. Maybe on the, maybe by the cards, that's how she's going to win it. But more than likely, if Amanda Evas is winning this fight, she's winning it by submission. So again, this is a value play for me. It's a quarter unit at plus 380. Amanda Evas going to submit Angela Hill tonight in the start of the main event card at UFC Fight Night 26 in Vegas. Plus 380 on Amanda Evas. Plus 380 at a quarter unit. All right. Let's go to the main event and let's talk about Michelle Watterson here. Boy, uh, this woman is 35 years old and she looks awesome. This fight is on short notice. The karate hottie is coming off of a split decision victory against Angela Hill that pushed Angela Hill back into that fight that we just talked about. She is a fighter who used to fight at 105. Okay. Now she's fighting at 125, which is pretty. It's a pretty significant difference here. Angela Hill is a striker and Angela Hill can hurt you. But, you know, when you look at Michelle Watterson, she can go the distance. I mean, Michelle Watterson is not afraid to go five rounds. And Rodriguez, you got to wonder about her ability to go five rounds here. What may happen later in the fight? Uh, Rodriguez is 13-1-2. Michelle Watterson is 18 and 8. The average fight time for Watterson is 13 minutes and 58 seconds. She's smaller, okay, 5'3, but she's fighting at 125. She looked really good on the scale so far. And I mean, she lost two fights in a row, and then she got that split decision against Angela Hill. I, I think there's some value here for Michelle Watterson. And I, I think she is somebody who has a chance to go the distance and win this thing on the cards. Okay. This again is a value play for me. A lot of money came in Rodriguez's way and it drove this price all the way up to minus 200. And a lot of people think that there is real value on Michelle Watterson in the, in the main event at plus 175 just to win this thing. Okay. She's 35 years old. She's got a lot to go in the UFC in her mind. And she's really in a good place. You know, mentally, she seems like she's in a really good place. Big favorite for Mariana Rodriguez. I don't see any value in betting on Mariana Rodriguez. I like the plus 175 value play here for a quarter unit. Waterson to win quarter unit here to knock out or to just to win over Rodriguez. She could go into five rounds and take her into, in, in, into championship rounds and win the championship rounds. You know, she could be down two to one going into the championship rounds and wins rounds four and five and steal one on the cards. And she winds up winning. So plus 175, I'm going with Watterson just to win here against Mariana Rodriguez at a quarter unit. And then one more. Because that, that's a half a unit in totality with Ebus by submission, Watterson to win. Donald Cerrone is going to win this fight. Okay. <laughs> Donald Cerrone is, this could be it for him. This might be his last fight. He's had three different opponents here. He, he was really excited to go up against Diego Sanchez. He got yanked off the card and got fired by the UFC. Alex Morono is a, is a guy that. Donald should just annihilate. I mean, look at the fighters that Donald Cerrone has fought. Ferguson, Gaethje, McGregor, Pettis. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, okay, who this guy fights. Anybody at any time. The number is minus 180 on this. 
this could be my biggest loss of the night if I if I'm wrong about this. But I cannot see Donald Cerrone. I can't see Cowboy Cerrone losing to this dude. I just can't. All right. I mean, this is a dude who is not that talented. Okay, he's a Texas tough dude. That's about it. And I mean, this is the type of guy that normally Cowboy Cerrone chews up and spits out and normally knocks him out. The reason why I'm not going by knockout is simply because of his age and how much damage Cowboy has taken and how, you know, he's just not the same dude. Okay, he's just not the same guy that he used to be. And he just wants to vic- to be, have a victory. I, I don't think he's going to be that aggressive. I don't think he's going to, you know, challenge or put himself into a bad spot. I, I just think that Donald Cerrone is the better fighter here. I'm going to lay the minus 180 half a unit on this because it's so expensive at minus 180. There's no value in putting a quarter unit down. You got to put a half a unit down on this. We're going Cerrone to win at a half a unit. All right. And minus 180. So the three plays for boxing, three plays for the UFC. Ebus by submission or Hebus by submission at plus 380, Watterson to win at plus 175, and Cerrone to win half a unit there at minus 180. All right. I told you this is a long podcast and I got a lot of things going and we're really committed. So I don't want to go too long here, but let me give you quickly the hockey plays. Penguins and the Sabres, it's the last time they're playing. This game is so stupid. FanDuel for the first time went to a minus two, minus two and a half on the puck line. Okay, (laughs) give you an idea. Uh, The last two games have gone uh, 4-2 win for the Sabres, 8-4 win for the Penguins. The Penguins lead this series 6-1. It's been a 5-0, sorry, 5-2, 3 5-2, 4-0, 3-2, 4-2, 8-4 total. Most of all these games have gone over. Six is the number. You guys know I like playing six. Six over Sabres, Penguins, early game on NBC. We're going goals, goals, goals. Pittsburgh against Buffalo. We're going over, even money, half a unit, over for Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Over, over, over. And Devils, Islanders, we're going under. Five and a half. Devils under at minus 115. These games have gone 4-1, 2 2-1, 5-3, 3-2, 3-2, 2-1. Every game has gone under except one. This is the last game between these two teams. I'm going to go ahead and pick it again and say the Islanders continue to struggle here. Islanders have not been playing well, although, you know, they gave they lost 4-3 and 4-2 the last two times out, losing 2-1 to one to these very same New Jersey Devils. Let's do a replay of the game from a couple of days ago with an under 2-1. 3 nothing and 4 nothing. the scores against the Rangers. That Hopefully that Buffalo series was kind of an anomaly. Devils have had the Bruins game where they won 4-3, but every other uh, two of the last three games have gone over, actually, for the Devils. But let's get another. It was 2-1 to one win. The Devils have been playing pretty well. They've won 4 or 5. So let's hope that the Islanders uh, can keep them in check. And we're going under 5.5 at even, sorry, at minus 115 here for the NHL. Okay, so lots and lots going. Three boxing. Three UFC, two NHL, and two NBA player props coming up later on in the day for the Daily Juice podcast. All right, let me recap them all real quick. Canelo by decision, half a unit. Canelo knockout, round seven, eight, nine, value play plus 440. Over 10 and a half rounds at minus 140. Okay. Amanda Ebus by submission. Michelle, Michelle Watterson just to win. Cowboy Cerrone just to win. Over six Penguin Sabres, under five and a half Devils Islanders coming up here for a Saturday. 
loaded podcast for Saturday. Best of luck to all of us. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Thank you for listening to the Daily Juice podcast. My name is Matt Peralta. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt every morning. The Daily Juice podcast brought to you by BetMGM right here on bettingpros.com. Yeah.